Namaste and welcome to the Purna Yoga podcast. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, you would know that we talk about the practice of yoga, things related to it, leading a more holistic life in the modern chaotic world, and most importantly about carrying the practice of yoga off the mat in your daily life. Today we talk about attachment and how sometimes we may get too attached to our practice itself. I am Shikha, the founder of Purna Yoga and your host. And let's dive into the podcast right away. The practice of yoga can be addictive, not only because it releases endorphins, but the way it brings the body, the breath, the mind, and the heart all together and align them. And this leads to an experience like very few other experiences we would have had in our life. The result is that we find ourselves stepping on our mat again and again, day after day. And this is so because usually the first experience of yoga or what it can bring to us is through what we call as the physical yoga practice or the asana practice. Now, before we move forward into this podcast, I would like to tell you that this isn't about me saying that you shouldn't be stepping on your mat every day. In fact, I encourage this. But this is about attachment, which is more about our outlook towards our practice rather than the practice itself. Sometimes unknowingly, we get too attached to our physical practice or our embodied practice of yoga. And the irony is that the practice of yoga in itself thrives on, thrives on conscious detachment. And this realization hit me about two years into my practice when I had a major bout of cough due to a change in the air quality in my neighborhood. And a lot of people who had sensitive throat were suffering from bad cough, cough for a very long time. So I had this bout for about seven days. And the first three days, every single day, I tried stepping on my mat for my physical asana practice. I tried to stuff myself with all the strepses and things like that that I could find which would make me not cough or you know gulp in cough syrup. But no, every time I would step and start moving in the practice, I would start to cough. And then I realized that more than what I was moving through in terms of ill health, I was feeling more stuck, more distraught in my mind because I was not able to practice. And so a practice that would otherwise bring me so much joy and peace became my source of misery and sorrow. And this was the most valuable lesson in detachment in my course of my yoga practice. Dependence and extreme attachment to things, people, places or anything that brings us joy will turn into the source of misery and sorrow as things around us change, as people around us change or as we change. Now the thing about attachment is also that it makes us believe that the only way is this way. 
and anything beyond this or a version of this will not serve us or bring us joy which means we become an obstruction in the very flow of life the reason for this is is that attachment is all about expectation we expect our source of joy or love or happiness to always bring to us well love joy and happiness right but the underlying rule of this world is that nothing is permanent and so things change we evolve and so do things around us and that was my second big lesson from the incidents so on the fourth day after struggling for 3 days of wanting to get on my mat i stayed away from the physical practice of yoga and instead just focused on resting out as much as possible i let go of the urge of stepping on the mat and that brought me a sense of ease which i was missing and that sense of ease enabled me to rest better i felt much much better the next day and on the fifth day i did step on the mat but with no expectations i ended up being in child's pose for several several minutes and then simply sh- slipped into shavasana and for the very first time in my practice there was no agenda no seeking anything no expectations but just deep presence and deep acceptance to everything that was arising and moving through my being i just simply on that day chose to stay in our lives we do this often with our sense of identity our relationships our possessions and ourselves too we get attached to our job titles and instead of focusing on self growth learning and contentment we choose titles comparison comparison and become part of the rat race there is a difference between being driven by our goals and being oriented towards our goals being so attached to outcome or the goal that no other version of it is acceptable takes away the joy of the journey there is no space for spontaneity and pivots and that might lead to a more fulfilling and enriching journey if we could just be flexible and when we choose not to be then we are possibly taking away from ourselves an opportunity of being the best version possible similarly in our relationships we burden them with expectations we want others to bring to us joy so we set them into these predetermined standards and then over time when both change instead of evolving together we set out to change them to fit in our new definition of perfect and this definition of perfect tells us what to expect from a perfect relationship as defined by things external to us mostly it is by the world that we live in and uh, the perceptions that are created likewise we may even get attached to our sense of identity through the possessions that we may have the brands we wear the houses we live in the cars we drive the diamonds we have we hold so tightly to them because we feel if we lose them we have no standing in the society we allow ourselves to be defined by them 
I'm not saying don't have material possessions or don't expect anything from anyone. All I'm saying all, or all I'm asking is to develop the ability to see yourself beyond these. Don't get so attached to what brings you joy today that when things around you or your source of joy or you change, which inevitably will happen, you are left with misery and pain. And that kind of pain is self-inflicted. Easier said than done. It always is. So how do we do this? One way, we wait for life to teach us a lesson. It always does. Or we can consciously practice not being attached to the mirage definition of self. Spend time understanding yourself. What makes your heart truly filled with joy? As you begin to observe, you will understand most of the times these things or people would actually be experiences. Don't pull on too tightly to things you like or push away too much things that you don't like. Practice staying with the things as they are. Focus getting to know your fears, losing someone, losing your possession, and through guided visualization and letting go, practice coming face to face with your fears. This way the fear is not unknown anymore. You have a sense of being familiar with it. And when you actually have to face it, you are better prepared. This is exactly what my biggest lesson was. Those three days, I was stepping again and again on the mat, fearing that if I did not, then a part of me would be gone. It felt like something would move away from me, that I would lose my daily practice. But that wasn't true. As I sat back on the fourth day, I realized that as important as it is to step on the mat, more important is to be able to listen to myself and to have that connection to understand what is it that my being really needs. Observe yourself in your tendency of wanting to put things into boxes or labeling them. Rigidity is the thief of joy too, just like comparison is. When we accept impermanence, we cherish what we have with the faith that we will adapt to whatever will be. Work on strengthening yourself by building resiliency. Work on physical, emotional, mental and spiritual well-being. And you will ask me, why is this important? Well, because it's not life's responsibility to get easier. It is our work to get stronger. And this is the only way to get stronger, to take care of ourselves in every aspect of our being. And you could, you know, refer to the previous podcast episode on the human dimensions and understand the various aspects of our being better. If this is an area that you are looking to work on, I have a one-on-one -on -one meeting link in the description. I'm happy to work with you for you. You can also email me on the email I mentioned. And so with this, I'm leaving you with this thought of conscious detachment. It doesn't make you a cold person. It just makes you a wiser, stronger person. And you will find that when you practice that, you're able to connect more meaningfully to people, situation, changes because of your complete presence into what is 
rather than what you would want it to be. Much love to all of you. Take care of yourselves.